Welcome back to the Hemingway List podcast. Still mobile. Still in holidays. Heading home tomorrow though, so tomorrow's podcast should sound a lot better. Um, talking about a couple of poets, Arthur William Edgar O'Shaughnessy and John Boyle O'Reilly. I really liked O'Shaughnessy's poems. He was a British poet by night and a herpetologist by day. Says swim, says I'm fishy, uh, at the British Museum. Four lizards are named after him. <laughs> cool. <laughs> he was of Irish descent. He was born in London, died at 36. A cold caught on a night out in 1881 developed into fatal pneumonia. His ode, We Are the Music Makers and We Are the Dreamers of Dreams, is the most well known. This first two lines were memorable, recited by Gene Wilder and Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory. Ah, yes. I thought that sounded familiar. Um, the ode has been set to music. Here is an excerpt from Alger's version in 1912. The actual work is 42 minutes long. And of course, a fixed twins ambient music 1992 version. John Boyle O'Reilly is kind of Australian and kind of American. He was an Irish poet. Oh, geez, which one is it? Uh, a journalist and an author and an activist as a young man in Ireland. He was a member of the Irish Republican Brotherhood of Fenians, for which he was transported to Western Australia. After escaping to the United States, he became a prominent spokesperson for the Irish community and culture through his editorship of the Boston newspaper, The Pilot. His prolific writing and his lecture tours. Fun facts. O'Reilly is said to have been US President John F. Kennedy's favourite poet. O'Reilly's mugshot is one of eight convicts featured on wine bottle labels for the Australian wine brand 19 Crimes, and in 2017 Western Australian musician Late Horse, or Shane Thomas, released a song about O'Reilly's escape titled A Dreamer Forever. Very cool. Alright, let's read on. Today's poet is Robert Bridges, 1844, and was still, excuse me, still alive by the looks of things at the time the book was published. My Delight and Thy Delight My delight and thy delight, walking like two angels white in the gardens of the night. My desire and thy desire, twinning, twining to a tongue of fire, leaping live and laughing higher. Through the everlasting strife in the mystery of life, love from whom the world began hath the secret of the sun. Love can tell and love alone, whence the million stars were strewn, why each atom knows its own, how in spite of woe and death gay is life and sweet is breath. This he taught us, this we know. Happy is the science, true, hand in hand, as we stood neath the shadows of the wood, Heart to heart as we lay in the dawning of the day. Spirits. Angel spirits of sleep, white robe with silver hair in your meadows fair, where the willows weep, and the sad moonbeam on the gliding stream writes her scattered dream. Angels, spirits of the sleep, dancing to the weir in the hollow roar of its water deep. Know ye how men say that ye haunt no more, isle and grassy shore with your moonlit play, that ye dance not here, white-robed spirits of sleep, all the summer night, threading dances light. 
Nightingales is the next poem. Beautiful but the mountains whence you come, and bright in the fruitful valleys the streams where from you learn your song. Where are those starry woods, O oh, might I wander there, among the flowers which in that heavenly air bloom the year long? Nay, barren are those mountains, and spent the streams. Our song is the voice of desire that haunts our dreams, a throw of the heart, whose pining visions dim forbidden hopes profound. No dying cadence for long sigh can sound for all our art. Alone, aloud, in the raptured ear of men, we pour our dark nocturnal secret, and then, as night is withdrawn from these sweet springing meads and bursting bows of May, dream while the innumerable choir of day welcome the dawn. A passerby. Whither, O splendid ship, thy white sail... This is the next poem, by the way, it's called A Passerby. Whither, O splendid ship, thy white sails crowding, leaning across the bosom of the urgent west, the farthest... The, the fearest nor of sea rising, nor sky clouding, whither away, fair rover, and what thy quest? Ah, soon, when winter has all our veils oppressed, when skies are cold and misty, and hail is hurling, wilt thou glide on the blue Pacific or rest in a summer haven asleep, thy white sails furling? I, there before thee, in the country that well thou knowest, Already arrived, am inhaling the odorous air by which thee enter unerringly, unerringly where thou goest, and anchor queen of the strange shipping there. Thy sails for awning spread, thy masts bare. Nor is aught from the roaming, foaming reef of the snow-capped grandest peak that is over the feathery palms more fair than thou, so upright, so stately, and still thou standest. And yet, O splendid ship, unhailed and nameless, I know not if, aiming a fancy, I rightly divine, that thou hast a purpose joyful, a courage blameless, thy port assured in a happier land than mine. But for all I have given thee, beauty enough is thine, as thou, a slant with trim tackle and shrouding, from the proud nostril curve of a prow's line, in the offing's scatterest foam, Thy white sails crowding. Absence. When my love was away, full three days were not sped, I caught my fancy astray, thinking if she were dead, and I alone, alone, it seemed in my misery, in all the world was none, ever so lone as I. I wept, but it did not shame, nor comfort my heart away. I rode as I might, and came to my love at close of day. The sight of her stilled my fears, my fairest-hearted love, and yet in her eyes were tears, which when I questioned of, O oh, now thou art come, she cried, tis fled, but I thought to-day I would never could her here abide, if thou wert longer away. On a dead child. This will be beautiful, I bet. <laughs> this will be cheery. Perfect little body, without fault or stain on thee, with promise of strength and manhood full and fair, though cold and stark and bare, the bloom of the charm of life doth a while, a while remain on thee. Thy mother's treasure wert thou, alas, no longer, to visit her heart with wondrous joy to be. Thy father's pride, ah, he must gather his faith together, and his strength make stronger. To me, as I move thee now in the last duty, dost thou with eternal gesture anon respond, 
startling my fancy, fond with a chance attitude of the head a freak of beauty. Thy hand clasps as twan want my finger and holds it, but the grasp is the clasp of death, heartbreaking and stiff. Yet feels to my hand as if twas still thy will, thy pleasure and trust that enfolds it. So I lay thee there, thy sunken eyelids closing, go lie thou there in thy coffin, thy last little bed, propping thy wise sad head. Thy firm pale hands across thy chest disposing, so quiet doth the change content thee, death whither hath he taken thee. To a world do I think that writes the disaster of this, the vision of which I miss. Who weep for the body, and wish but to warm thee and awaken thee? Ah! Little at best can all our hopes avail us to lift this sorrow or cheer us when in the dark, unwilling alone we embark, and the things we have seen and have known and have heard of fail us. Pater Filio Sent with keenest edge unused, yet unsteeled by scathing fire, lovely feet as yet unbruised, on the ways of dark desire, Sweetest hope that lookest smiling over the wilderness defiling, which, why such beauty to be blighted and by the swarm of foul destruction, why such innocence delighted? Sorry, that's my watch. Why such innocence delighted when sin's talk stalks to thy seduction? All the litanies ever chaunted shall not keep thy faith undaunted. I have prayed the sainted morning to unclasp her hands to hold thee. From resignful eve's adorning stolen a robe of peace to enfold thee. With all charms of man's contriving armed thee for thy lonely striving. Me too once unthinking nature, whence love's timeless mockery took me. Fashioned so divine a creature, yea, and like a beast forsook me. I forgave, but tell the measure of her crime in thee, my treasure. Winter nightfall. The day begins to droop, its course is done, but nothing tells the place of our setting sun. The hazy darkness deepens, and up the lane you may hear, but not see the homing wane. An engine pants and hums in the farm hard by, its lowering smoke is lost in the lowering sky. The soaking branches drip, and all night through, the dropping will not cease in the avenue. A tall man there in the house must keep his chair. He knows he will never again breathe the spring air. His heart is worn with work. He is giddy and sick. If he rise to go as far as the nearest rick, he thinks of his morn of life, his hale strong years, and braves as he may the night of darkness and tears. When death to either shall come. When death to either shall come, I pray be first to me. Be happy as ever at home. If so, as I wish it be, possess thy heart, my own, and sing to the child on thy knee, or read to thyself alone the songs that I made for thee. All right, well, that's it for tonight. Just the one poet, but that'll do us. Thank you very much for listening. I'll catch you tomorrow.